The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Good morning, Tam Tam. The world is opening up a little bit. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I know. You know, I ventured out a little bit. Like we've done like a little bit of the outside like dining. It's still a little bit weird to kind of go out and really be out. Um, Have you ventured out yet though? We have ventured out. I ventured out with you. Yes, yes. And you we had a great hike, closer. actually. You kept, getting, you kept getting closer to me, and I was like, <laughs> go six feet, Roxy, go six feet. And I'm like, like I want to talk to you. And it was really hard to walk around with those masks on. You know what I mean? Like, it's everyone's supposed to be wearing masks, and we are, but it's really hard to wear those masks. Yes, and we did a hike, like an uphill hike, which was extra challenging. It's Yeah, it's challenging on the best of days. So. Yes, yes, it is. It is. Well, who do we have? today. Oh, I'm super excited because we're going to get all the juice from her. We have Miss Christy Katzman, who is the star of Labor of Love. It's this sort of like revolutionary reality show because um, she wants to have a baby. She wants to have a baby. So I feel like we need to like give her some mom advice and like tell her the yeah. real doll, right? And she wants a baby like now. Now, like right this minute. And we so should let's... be like, why do you want to have a kid again? <laughs> exactly. We're like, come on over to our houses yeah. and that. Uh, get sure. back here, Lee. Christy, welcome. Welcome. We're so excited Hello. to have you. So, gosh, tell us about this show, because this is like a one of a kind show that's Mm. never been done before. So give us the scoop. Yeah. You know, it's funny when I get asked that question, I have to remember that it is kind of outside the box, because Uh to be honest, for me, it feels totally normal in so many ways, because this really is my life, you know, and I think this is also the situation that a lot of women I know find themselves in. So Mm -hmm. I remember kind of being in the process um, to do the show. And that question was kind of thrown out to me, you know, how are you going to handle the controversy of this? Mm-hmm. And I thought controversy, this right. is controversial. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. And I get it. I do. But I think my point is I sort of had to realize that there might be pushback from this experience mm-hmm. because I do get that it's this show. And so I think until people see it, they might not really understand what we're doing. And I think there's a lot of heart and soul and in integrity and honesty in the show. Mm-hmm. But for me, this is representative of not only my life, but of the life of so many women mm-hmm. I know today. And I think the real issue is we haven't seen this yet. Right. It's happening, but we just mm-hmm. haven't seen it on television or, you know, in media. It's not something mm-hmm. that's been covered. But it very much is yeah. happening out there in the real world. And it's a different world for women, you know? Like, right. you know, I'm 35 years old and I have two children, but I'm thinking, you know, will I have another child? And I know for myself that I don't have that many eggs left, right? So I'm like, okay, so do we freeze out eggs? And then I have friends who are 35 or older, 45, and they don't have 
a significant other and they want children. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can have the life that you want. You don't have to wait and do it exactly the way that it was done even 10 years ago, even five Mm -hmm. years ago, 20 years ago. It's like you can have a family if you would like a family. And I think that it's so empowering and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and I think women need to speak up and talk about the fact that there's so many different ways to have a family and so many different ways to go about it. And it's our choice. It's our choice to decide what we want for our life. And I hate it when everyone has an opinion about our lives. It's like, our life. it's like, it doesn't matter what you do. So what does it matter what we do? You don't have to live in our trenches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just laughing. You're you're preaching to the choir because I feel like Fridays are an interesting day for me. You know, it's post-show day. So a lot Mm -hmm. of opinions get thrown at me. (laughs) I get it, you know? But yeah, I mean, we all have to live our our lives at the end of the day. And I love that you're talking about egg freezing, actually, because it does get harder, you know, the older that you get. And I was 40, 41 um, when I when I did that. And Mm -hmm. if I could go back. So I had these moments of like, what would I do differently? What would I want to tell myself five, 10 years ago? I always knew that I would have children later in life. I always wanted them, but Mm -hmm. I knew I would do other things first. I certainly thought it would have happened by now. So, you know, I maybe wasn't planning for that. And maybe none of us really want to believe that that could be our reality, that it won't just happen. Mm-hmm. But if I could go back, I, I would do this in my early 30s. You know, I don't know if I knew about it then, to be honest with you. So I, I like that that is starting to get more attention. And I worked with OVA in Chicago and, and they purely specialize in egg freezing. So I, I think this is really a sign of the times too, that there mm-hmm. are really amazing facilities dedicating themselves just to this process, not the whole piece of the fertility picture. So women who want to do this can really feel taken care of and like they matter, you know, I think because they do, and that's what it comes down to. And we just haven't really seen this out in the world yet. So I love that you brought that up because I actually think it's something that I wish I would have done many years ago. And I should Would you freeze your eggs? I mean, I would probably, well, you know, it's funny for me because actually my husband and I planned on not having kids. Yeah. And then whoopsies. Was she she an accident or was, was that a trap? Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was kind of an accident. Like, I mean, I should say. Uh, It's not really an accident, Roxy. You know exactly what you're doing. Right. Right. I don't even know how it happened. It was like an conception. I'm like, no, no, you know. You know, it just came from the stork above. No, we, yeah. I would say it was kind of like we weren't being super careful. So I guess there's always that chance, right, that you could get pregnant. Um, but I think I think if I really had wanted a child and I, you know, wasn't in the place or it wasn't the right time, I think I would freeze my eggs, especially now, because, you know, it's interesting what Tamman was saying before. I actually have two friends. They're both single, but they both wanted kids. So one went the adoption route. The other one had a sperm donor and she has two kids now. So I think it's interesting because you sort of, you want that partner though, don't you? Like to raise the child. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. But I love what you're saying. I think the truth is if you think, if you even think there's a chance and you mm-hmm. can do it, do it because mm-hmm. you're, that's priceless. You're, you're buying yourself the opportunity and the choice because unfortunately bio, biology just hasn't caught up with society. Right? But uh-huh. yes, your point is a good one. So for me personally, I was, I'm 42 now. I was 41 when I did the show. Mm-hmm. I had really been ready to move forward with having a baby on my own. I would say for two years prior to the show, Okay. I kept hesitating because I could do it. I knew I could do it, but I didn't, that's not what I wanted. 
Uh-huh. And, you know, so there is a message here in the show, whether it's unconventional or not, I had to look at what was on my plate and trying to date in those circumstances oh was extremely difficult. You know, not uh. only did I find that my dating pool changed substantially when I turned mm. 40, but I, I literally didn't have time to waste. So it, it was putting this pressure mm. on, on dating. I was feeling frustrated with dating. So when the show came about for me, it was an opportunity where these men had signed up knowing what they were signing up for. You know, at least saying they were in the same place as me. So that kind of vetting had been done for me. So I mm-hmm. truly had an opportunity to date 15 men that had been selected for me that knew what was on the table. So that is what I wanted. You know, I hesitated because I wanted to meet someone and have the experience of starting a family with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who would have thunk it? But the way it worked out for me, it was to sign up for labor of love. <laughs> so, you never know where you're going to meet your person. Right? Women in their 40s are like, you know, well, you're at the end of your baby-making years. And men in their 40s are so viable. You know, men in their 40s are dating women in their 20s. And yet for us, it's like, you know, you're a geriatric pregnancy or it's called a geriatric pregnancy. That's why I had my second daughter before I turned 35 because I just didn't want to be called a geriatric pregnancy. (laughs) Oh, my God. You're making me try for so long. And and we, um, and I talk about this, we had a lot of miscarriages. And people don't prepare you for that either. They go, you know, my first daughter's six years old. So we're like, yeah, when she turns four, she was a very hard child. She's very spirited, but she's amazing now, but it was hard in the beginning. We're like, we'll wait four years. And then that four years lasted to six years because those two years were just getting pregnant, losing the baby, getting pregnant, losing the baby. And no one even talks about that either. So it's like, you know, I think the education is really important in Mm -hmm. having podcasts like this and having guests like you, because Mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to create a family, but it's also really important to know early and to set your life up as soon as you can and not to be scared of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of this technology is changing, you know, even in the last five years. So that's what I love for women mm-hmm. who are maybe, you know, coming up on the cusp now. I do think there are many more opportunities, but we do have to be aware that that they're out there. Mm-hmm. And I do want other women to realize they are so far from alone, but I know what it feels like to feel alone in this process. But I think the more mm-hmm. we talk about it, the more people will realize that, the better conversations we'll have. But I'm I'm laughing at what you're saying, and it's not funny because I actually had my <laughs> because I, I had my fertility tested when I was 35 because even oh. then I was panicking. I, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm really running out of time. And I remember getting my test results back and stamped across the top was um, advanced maternal age. Oh my god! In red, it was just like bam. And I remember oh. being like, oh my god, you know, I was saying to him, I'm like advanced maternal age. Like I'm advanced yeah. age of 35 <laughs> and they're trying to explain it with medical. But I thought this is, you don't need to stamp that in a giant yeah, red you know, you know you're sending me. I was like, talk about terrible message. <laughs> I, I remember literally being horrified. I, oh. It was such a reality check on so many levels. And I thought this is not the way we should be doing things. No, or speaking. Oh, no. yeah, no. you know, it's making you feel awful, you know. I mean, look, there was a there was an actual stamp. I mean, this is I mean they had a stamp God. made. It was like, you know, like the kind like you press an ink. Like, and who made the stamp? stamp on the paper. You know what I, mean? I thought, I want to talk to this <laughs> company. Job. Maternal so, age. So, how are how are things now? Is there are there you know, possibilities? Are there things happening? Like what's... Oh, there's things happening. Oh. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is there a pregnancy announcement yeah. on Women on Top today? Right? Yes. Well, I think we only have to wait like three more weeks, you know, to... <laughs> Okay, stand up, stand up. We have to do a bump check. Yeah, can I tell you, ladies, like, uh, you know, this whole, you know, social isolation and Uh. everything going on has been so tough. But I have to say, 
to to keep my secret secret. It's been a little bit of a blessing for me because I'm not out and about. Everything's Zoom. Ooh. I can do everything for the from the chest up. That kind of sounds down. like I you're pregnant. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what do you? Roxy and I stand up and we're like, oh, we still have a bump, but we're not pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I always want to say. I, w- I want to be like, baby bump or quarantine bump. I was like, really? There's, yeah. you don't Us. know. Days, but, so um, there could be the pitter patter of little feet coming soon. Oh, She's yeah, got that glue. You know, it's like it's little really feet that smash you in the face <laughs> yeah. and they get a little older and punch you in the well, gut. But yeah, it's will- cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will say, thankfully, I have nieces and nephews. Um, so I, I've, I've been through, it's granted, it's different w- when they're yours and you have hmm. them 24 7. It is pretty cool to be like the cool aunt because I just get okay. to do all the fun stuff and they think I'm yes. amazing all the time. They don't get mad at me, they get mad at their mom, you know. <laughs> They've seen the poop down their back and then yes. I've had to do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I've had to do that. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, you know what? I'm so, I'm so happy that the show is coming out now because honestly, uh, keeping all of this a secret has been really challenging. You know, I, I can't say how things work out, obviously, but what I can say is, you know, this You're show, happy. Truly, I'm happy. And this show truly uh-huh. is my life. And that's why it's not even weird for me, me to watch it, quite frankly, because it's very real. And I've just continued on that journey. We're, we're a year later. So, you know, lots of stuff has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never backed off of that journey, you know, so that's the important thing. It was just like, I kept going the day we wrapped the show. It was next steps. The producers are probably stoked that the whole quarantine thing is happening because mm-hmm. it's like one less secret they have to worry about, right? <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, I think we all, this hasn't been done, like you were saying. So I think we were all wondering, like, how how are we going to navigate this? And, and quite right. frankly, I didn't know when the show was, was going to air. I didn't know that it was going to be yes. this much of a gap between filming. So I really just had to go on with my life, you know, and, um, here we are. So now <gasps> we're sharing starting to anyway, <laughs> oh. how things have been, but uh-huh. it's, it's been an interesting time. Let's say that all around. I always say Roxy, it'd be a great <laughs> time to get a nose job or something, yeah, right? Or like a boob totally job get, or like, something. The, full, the yeah, mommy like, makeover. You come, you, come in, you come in like a mom, like post mom body, like your boobs are a little saggy and your skin is like, and then you come out of quarantine <laughs> and everything's perky and tight. And you're just like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. So weird. I was like, I, it, it's, contour. it's contour. It's contour. I took full advantage of quarantine in the best way possible. You know, it's like, yeah, I've been working out every day. Best body ever. <laughs> so speaking of the show, I mean, this is not your first reality show, by the way. You were on The Bachelor. You were on The Bachelor, yeah. Brad Womack season. So yeah, his first season. The first, se- the first season, right, 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 because he did it twice. So Tim and I have had other Bachelor folks come on the show and, like, talk. And they tell us oftentimes about the fantasy suites, even the dates, when you, your first, the I season you were on. about the I fantasy know. suites, Roxy. <laughs> I know. It's like, We've been married for like, the two of us have been married for like too long. Too and long. so we're like, the fantasy. What happens in the fantasy? I dreamt Seriously. about it last night, by the way. I'll let you finish with your question. But last night for eight hours, I dreamt about the fantasy suite. I'll, I'll leave it right there. I'll leave it right there. So exactly how much nookie was going on in your season of The Bachelor? <laughs> well, it's nookie. I mean, what are we talking about here? Uh, we're, we're talking about the full... I guess it's kissing, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think it's a full meal deal, right? Could you do that in the fantasy suite? What? We didn't have a fantasy suite on Labor of Love. Oh, no, 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 no. In no, The no. Bachelor. The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, could you do what? 
Like I don't full know. Meal. I don't know. The I don't full know. meal I deal. Never, well, I was never in the fantasy suite, so uh, you know, I don't know what really goes on there. I can tell you from in the <laughs> dates, seeing yeah. snippets of Labor of Love. Like there's, there's, you know, you you do kind of normalize to to thinking about cameras being everywhere. So <laughs> there's things I've seen even on, on, on promos that were like me sitting in my bed that I'm like, Ooh, oh, creepy. Like I, you know, was it that or? You know, like the Marcus kiss, like didn't know there was cameras. I'm like, ooh, that's awkward to watch, you know, with, with the yeah. parental unit. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, note to self, when you think there's not cameras around, there probably are, or there's audio. And I've often wondered that about the fantasy suite. You know, if I had yeah. been in that position, would I really felt comfortable? I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's not cameras, but I, I guarantee there's some audio in there. And yeah. <laughs> um, you do kind of sign your life away. Like whatever happens, it's fair game. But even um, on the dates, there's stuff going on, right? Like even on the dates, yeah. the intimacy yeah. happens. And that's got to be kind of weird because like it's you're really thinking weird. about him, right? With all these other women, it's got to be kind of yeah. crazy. I'd be so jealous. I would be the worst <laughs> yeah. bachelor candidate. If my husband follows someone on Instagram that's <laughs> semi-cute, I'm like, who's this bitch? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, excuse me. We don't know her. He's like, yeah, I just, I like her father. I'm like, yeah. then follow her effing father. I'm like, why are you following her? Father's not in the bikini. Yeah. <laughs> like, the so worst. I would be the worst on the bad. I'd be like, yeah. Who, so who are you kissing. I was like, yeah. you kiss someone else today. What yeah. are you doing? Like, I would never get the job. How never. do you handle that? Like, is that just like something you just deal with and like kind of yeah, go you know, with I think it? It's, it's, it's funny because yeah. I think when I was on The Bachelor, like I was, I, I think I'm kind of part of old school Bachelor, right? Like we were really the last season where social media did not exist. Mm-hmm. We're traveling all over the world. So, so some of that, there is like some more sheltering just because things aren't as exposed. So you really don't know what's going on, you know? And I think yeah, I was on season 11. I mean, yeah, The Bachelor was new-ish at that point. Um, so you're maybe a little more naive about everything that could be going on. And I think things have certainly gotten more outlandish as the seasons have gone along mm-hmm. and people have gotten more aggressive about pursuing those things. But when I was on it, you know, I don't know. I think it was, I don't want to say it was innocent, but it was kind of that iconic fairy tale, you mm-hmm. know? And I think a lot of the flow of the show played into that. So there was maybe less of that going, going on, going on now. Mm-hmm. now but it is what? awkward. I mean, yeah. even labor of love, like, you know, it's this hard thing because I also, what people might not realize, I never knew what was happening and labor of love has not existed before. So I couldn't yeah. look back at other seasons and be like, <laughs> what did she do? What happened? What did they, what did they put mm-hmm. her up to? Like I was walking into dates or drills also not knowing what was going on, except everyone mm-hmm. was looking at me like, I should know what's going on. You know? <laughs> and so, you know, I didn't know, like, I didn't know that I was, I going to get one date with these guys. W- would I get another date with a guy that I liked? Mm-hmm. Um, and so <clears throat> I'm totally going to cough. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> I'm not Is trying it, to avoid the question. Someone, every time someone coughs, like, you're like, can you get it Corona? through the computer screen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. So it is that balance where like, you know, obviously like chemistry is part of it. Right. So it's like, you don't want to not kiss them. Um, but at the same time, there's 40 cameras in your face and you're aware that at some point this is going to be on TV and you do have family members and parents that will be watching. That's the worst. It's like my acting life. Every time I kiss someone, I'm like, well, everyone's going to see this. (laughs) Okay. So you worked with Kristen Davis. Yeah. I have seen sex in the city. Probably. I'm not even joking. How many, how many episodes are there? Probably 50 episodes. Yeah. I've probably seen it seen them over and over and over again, right? Six hundred times, like six hundred episodes, because I keep watching it. I know all the quotes. It never gets old. It never never gets old. It doesn't. Never, never. So when you saw her, were you like, "Oh my god"? Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's funny that you say the two things because um, in this whole quarantine, I totally rewatched the whole <gasps> season two. And, I, you know, I'd obviously nice. like now met Kristen in person. But so when that show came out, I think I was in my 20s. And to your point, I, I loved it then. Now I'm in my early 40s. Like, I still love it. It's, yeah. it's such a show that stands the test of time. And, you know, I knew these women were amazing then. But now I really look back and I'm like, wow, so much of what was talked about on that show is was so groundbreaking. You know, it was mm-hmm. like it had not been talked about. So I think there's a real resonance between Sex and the City in a way and Labor of Love. And I think mm-hmm. I did not know Kristen was going to be the host. And yes, I was freaking out because I was a Charlotte. So I, you oh, know, I you were the Sex Charlotte. Okay. I was Charlotte. I, so I was like, uh-huh. oh, my gosh, you know, but I think whether so, so there could not have been a more perfect a woman to host the show. And I think it really mm-hmm. needed to be a woman, quite honestly. Um, of course. And Kristen, you know, whether you're talking about Charlotte, her most iconic character, or Kristen herself, mm-hmm. she has been through these things, mm-hmm. right? So right. she was not only the host of the show, but she was she was really my confidant in this. Like, I really didn't have anyone else. I didn't have a phone. I didn't have access to talk to anyone. I was really kind of isolated. You know, the men kind yeah. of had each other. So Kristen is who I would talk through everything with. And for mm-hmm. me knowing that she had also been through these things, I think both in her professional life, you know, the uh-huh. things that she's trying to navigate and then ultimately starting her own family later in life. And then of course, Charlotte goes through her own family. Remember the baby on the cardboard? Oh my gosh. So he, he, she couldn't get pregnant and then he, she walks in oh, and the husband at Trey. the time, Trey yes. has the, the baby in a cardboard and she's like, you bought me a cardboard, cardboard baby. baby. <laughs> yes. Like he thought it was funny. It's like, no, yeah, it's not cute. So no. like, what kind of advice has she been giving you along the way? Oh, you know, it's interesting. So I think Kristen is kind of put in an interesting position because she sees. So I think what people forget when they watch reality shows is Mm -hmm. I don't see probably 90% of what happens. So everyone's Mm -hmm. sitting there yelling at their TVs, like, how is she keeping him? Or how could she not know? But it's like, I really only know what happens in front of me. Mm -hmm. Now, Kristen would be privy to other things happening at the guy's house. And so Uh. I feel like she's put in this position where she, she can't tell me that. Nor, nor do I think she would want to, but I think she really plays that best friend role really well. And what I, mm. what I mean by that is sort of a great best friend is going to understand you, mm-hmm. but never tell you what to do, right? But they're going to help you decide what's best for you by kind of talking you through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Kristen did. Um, you know, she never told me what was going on. She never told me her opinion, but what people don't realize is those sit and chats that we had before elimination probably two two hours long, um, mm-hmm. if, if not longer. And we just see a snippet of it. But we would really talk the pros and cons of all these men and the things mm-hmm. that had happened during the week. Um, so that became really instrumental for me, especially the further we get along in the process. Because, you know, there's some twists and turns. There's some unexpected stuff that, that we mm. can still um, expect to see coming. Roxy, you and I need to stop telling each other what to do then. I know. <laughs> If the that's more hard. Yeah. Stop telling me what to do, Roxy. I mean, right? I want to be more like that. That's like, it's like that's like how I it's like, man, okay, I want to be more like that in my friendships. And I've had I've had friends who are like that, and I so admire it because it's like you want to help your friend and you go in there and you're like, uh, and you, you see the bigger picture. Yeah. You know, yeah. bad decisions. You're like, yes. how can you not see that you're making yes. a terrible decision? But so sometimes you have to let people you, fall, right? Yeah. You have to let them fall. And it's yeah. like, how do we, you know, we're all different, right? It's, it's so easy to be objective when your own background and experience mm-hmm. and feelings aren't involved. So it's so easy. We all do it. We're on the outside being like, this is so clear what you should do, but then we're all in it ourselves. And 
feels a little muddy. So. Yeah. Are you scared of being, is there anything about being a mom that you're afraid of? Yeah. Or have you um, heard all the I crazy mean, yeah. things oh, yeah. like <laughs> us? What is the thing that freaks you out the most? <laughs> all of it. Yeah. You're like all of the above. All, all of the above. Yeah. D. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think no matter what age you are, or what your circumstances are, it's scary. It's, it's yeah. unchartered waters, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, you can be around kids, which I certainly have been, um, plenty, but it's very different when you are the one that is it. Mm-hmm. You're the mom, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're the be all end all. You're the one that is going to be responsible for everything. And I think there's that fear of just getting it wrong of, mm-hmm. um, yeah not being able to handle it. Uh, you know, right. I, I know it, it's a lot, it's amazing yeah. as it is. It's a lot. And it's a, it's a, a big game changer. And so I think for me on the one hand doing this later in life, I feel really ready for that because I've mm-hmm. done a lot of things that I wanted to do, but it's also scary because my life is going to change significantly. Do you like and sleep? I, do you like sleep? Because <laughs> that is going know, right? that's that's out the door. Yeah. That's what I hear. Like I mean, the thing that uh, no one can prepare you for being a mother, even everyone's advice is like, it's always different from every, for everyone. What I did, I'm like, so I'm going to give you some advice. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take all the advice. My first and my second one, I didn't have a community and I didn't have people helping me out with my first baby. And I suffered really bad postpartum. Um, and it took a long time for me mentally, emotionally, and physically to get back mm-hmm. to, to me. My second one, I had someone cooking meals for me because you don't have time to eat. So you're literally every, I, I would say like every 20 minutes, you're breastfeeding a baby. So you don't have time to look after yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also, if you could, maybe for the first couple of weeks, get a night nurse. I, yeah. For me, it was a game changer. It doesn't mean that you don't get up. You still get up every three hours. It just means that somebody else gives you the baby. You breastfeed, the baby goes down and you're not staring at the baby every 10 minutes. Cause that's the thing. Like you don't yeah. sleep between those times because you're so worried about the baby um, that I would say the night nurse and someone cooking for me was so helpful. Yeah. I mean, it was, it it's was a game night changer. and day between the two of it. Yeah. yeah. The night nurse is like, I mean, it, did you it's have a night nurse? Of, How did, did you know to do that for the first one? Oh my God. Because somebody, people were like, my friends were like, you, you have to have the night nurse. They're like, do it, do it, do it. Like you won't be sorry. And it best is a money. Grip. Yeah. Yes, it is. Money. It's expensive, but like even to have it three night, three nights a week or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, just so you can and you get count some down. Sleep. Remember, like you can't. Like, they come at nine o'clock, and you're like, okay, it's eight thirty, it's eight forty-five, it's eight fifty-five. Oh, she's here! And you're like, here. And you're like, here, take the baby. Please take the baby. And then you just kind of like sit there, and then you you feed at like eleven, and then you sleep from like eleven, and then they come in at like I think it's like two a.m. and you knock, oh, and you're yeah. like, you're like, F uh, this, yeah. and you're like, it's two, and you're like, uh. And then I remember the night nurse would put the put Lennon on my my one boob, and I would like be breastfeeding. I'd be like, I think she's done. I think she's done. And the night nurse is like, no, I think she's still hungry. I'm like, can she hurry up? And then so she goes to the other boob and that was the boob that she just like would suck for one sip for like 10 minutes. And you're always lopsided. One is always oh, more like engorged than the other. Oh yeah. I, my, it, they always say, which is your, your, your stud and your dud. Yeah. <laughs> 
So my right was always my stud. So I now have a flat right boob because much of the right boob. And then my left one looks great because she never really touched it. And so now one's squashed and one's, but I remember, do you remember this Roxy? And I'm probably scaring the crap out of you, Christy, but like you're in the car. If you don't breastfeed every like couple hours and you miss a, you miss a session. I remember being in the car my boobs were popping out of my clothes. Oh my god! Like, they start milking themselves. Yeah. Oh my god! Like dropping. And if someone cries, they will spray. <laughs> so if you go to the grocery store and like a kid cries and you uh, don't, if you haven't breastfeed, your, your boobs start spraying. It is the funniest thing. I mean, I can say now it's funny because it's like it was terrifying at the time, but at least like I've given you some tips. Of how to <laughs> yeah, so much information there. It's so funny. But I was like, why don't we talk about, you know what? Now, even like I have two sisters and they each have two kids and there's things like I'm learning and I'm like, why didn't you tell me this? Tell me. Like, why, why does no one talk about this? You know, diapers that you, you're true. in diapers, you're wow. in diapers for six weeks. And oh, I'm yeah. like, why did Whether no you have a C-section wearing, or not? Are you like, wearing a diapers? C-section? No one talks about it. You still, yeah, you still wear a diaper when you have a C-section. I yeah. Mean, it's still... I brought lingerie, Roxy, to the to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, oh, I mean, I love your optimism, though. Right? So sexy. <laughs> when you gotta like, do what you gotta do. Sexy. I know. Yeah. It's like so, you Nails see these pictures, these, these women that just look so glamorous, like, and they're. In the, mm-hmm. I'm like, how did they do that? Like, do they have Are a they makeup like, full and photo shoots? Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh! I just already said no pictures. I'm like, pictures <laughs> of the baby. I, yeah. I only want pictures from like the back of my head. You like, take it. You should take it of you, just because you'll look back. Like, I look like I'm dying in the pictures. I'm like fully <laughs> yellow. My, my jaws are out here. But I look back and I'm like, that was sweet. You know what I mean? Because. At least I seem like I'm coming out of the birth and the baby, but at least I have those pictures um, because I know I don't look like that now. But uh, and you have all the melasma too, right? Yeah, yeah. it's sexy. It's sexy hot. I'm telling you, it's sexy it's hot. So crazy. It's so crazy. You know, you mentioned um, that you had suffered from body dysmorphia since mm-hmm. you were young. Yeah. Um, so where did that come from? Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's one of those things that I've done a lot of work to unravel. And I think I've gotten to the point now that I sort of, I don't want to say that I accept it. I just sort of Mm -hmm. disconnect from it. Like I know that I'm never probably going to look in the mirror and see myself realistically or be like, Oh, I really love how I look today. Um, I just don't fixate it on, on it as much. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I still do a lot of work on, to be honest with you. And it's something that's important to me in advocating for girls and and the Mm -hmm. way that we raise girls. I do think, um, a lot of emphasis on physical appearance gets placed on girls, Mm. um, at a very young age. And I think that was true for me. Um, and for some reason I internalized it. And Mm. I think I developed this sense that like I had to be pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, so in spite of being smart or kind or these other things that I think are so much more valuable, it was like, I didn't feel pretty. And, and so I I fixated on that to the point that it became this sort of dysmorphic situation where in my younger years, I I really would look in the mirror and see a monster. And, you know, my family was just like, what? I don't understand, you know? And, you know, things were different then too. It's, it's, it's not like therapy was a, was a thing people talked about or, Mm -hmm you know, I don't know. So you're navigating those things. And I obviously didn't, I didn't know better. So for me, it's just like, I thought that's how I looked. I was like, you know, and then I'm, I'm not worth it because I'm not pretty. Um, and that's sad, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so sometimes like, I, I don't know where it comes from, you know, certainly like my family's super supportive and, Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, they weren't placing emphasis on appearance or things like that, but for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it, it was my, my thing. It's something that I've continued to work with. So personally, like I am a big, big advocate for changing the message that we give girls. Yes, and I think, so important. Yeah. Yes. We need because to do this. I do yes. think it's changing, but you know, even as a woman dating, it's like, let's be honest. If we're getting set up with someone, what do you think the first question that that guy is asking? What does she look like? What does yeah. she look like? Yeah. And, and yeah. for women, it's like, what does he do? So, right. So men and women right. each their thing for sure. Well, and um, you dealt you dealt with you dealt with one of the contestants saying to you that called your looks a four or something. Yeah. So what was your reaction to that? And like, have you healed from that? I mean, you know, this was interesting. So <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, don't get myself in trouble. Because there's a lot of things I get wanted to say. There's a lot of things I wanted to say. But I think, you know, the truth is it was listen. Whether he, what he thinks, like. whether yeah. he thinks I'm a four or not, <laughs> that's his opinion. You know, right. my point was, you don't do that. It's mm-hmm. not okay to to behave that way and to objectify someone's physical appearance with a with a numerical rating. Right. Um. You know, I'm not saying he had to find me attractive. I'm not saying I found him attractive. Right. But don't do that. You know. And so I think I knew it wasn't really about me whether he thought I was attractive or not, because behaving like that speaks mm-hmm. everything about him and very little about me. But mm-hmm. to your point, of course, it still gave me that jar kind of set back to right. really feeling like I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. And for me to agree to do a reality show, I mean, this, this was on my mind because the truth is I knew a thousand percent I would be judged on my appearance. Mm-hmm. People feel like they can say whatever they want to because you're not a quote unquote real person. Um, and that had that was something I had to really think about. I was mm-hmm. like, can I do this? Is this going to set me back? Is this mm-hmm. something that I can weather? And ultimately, I said yes. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I knew it was coming. I didn't know that it was going to come from someone on the show, per se, mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. way. But I knew there would be a moment where I would have to have a reckoning with this. And it was my chance to not internalize it. And handle it differently, which is why I spoke out. I, I told Roxy this, I think, mm-hmm. a, a couple months ago. But I just find talking about people's appearances so boring. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just so boring. There's so much richness to mm-hmm. life and to us as women. And we're so complex and mm-hmm. interesting and different and... There's just so many different facets to a human than their face. Mm-hmm. And I find it boring. I find when people talk about their appearance boring, I find the whole conversation um, and all we see, uh, the noise that we see out there is all these like perfect 22-year-olds. And I just find it like banal. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it that I'm like, I have two young daughters and we don't talk about their looks. I think they're stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want them to walk around their whole life mm-hmm. going, well, I got this because I look like this. I want them to work hard, to work on their intelligence, mm-hmm. to work on their education, to work on their personalities, like be yeah. interested, be, be interested so you can be interesting. 
Yeah. And it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, we all get old and we all wrinkle and you're going to have to find someone that turns you on yeah. when they're old and gray <laughs> because of their brain and you have something to talk about, like yeah. when you're 78 years old, because at 78, I ain't looking as uh, like hot, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, unless you're Chris Jenner. I mean, I'm sure she kind of has it down pat. But you know, it's just like I we're all gonna be sagging, and we're it's just it's it's everyone. No one gets to not age. Yeah, you know? so yeah, it's true. It can be part it, yeah. of the picture, you know. And certainly, like I want to look my best. I think you know, looking your best, feeling your best. It's it's part That's for of you. Much, it's right. for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. it's part of a bigger picture. But it is, but it is sad, you know, that that becomes a thing. You know, and I do think it has to change with, with society. And I think, you know, that being said, of course you want to be attracted to the person that you're dating. Right. But, you know, for, for me at least, attraction is partly about physicality and everyone has different tastes, you know, otherwise we don't right. all be yeah. the same, same people. So, um, yeah, it's interesting how one thing has become so dominant in a lot of these perceptions and maybe the way we navigate dating. Um, it's really crazy when you actually step back and think about it. Because mm-hmm. there's nothing else like that that seems to hold so much weight and, um, you know, so much sensitivity, too. I, I mean, yeah. there's, no, there's nothing that will trigger you, I think, especially as a woman, than being judged by the way you look, which to a certain degree you have no control over. And I think it's what we we're talking about a little bit before is educating our young girls um, in this day and in day and age, because I think none of us came out of our, you know, growing up in our childhood unscathed in that way, mm-hmm. because right. no matter what, it was like pre-programmed, like you, you know, you need to be pretty, you need to be pretty to get this, to do this, to do that, to have opportunity. And I think the dialogue has to change now with our younger kids, you know, and we have to really tell them like value your brain, value your, you know, your kindness, your personality, like all of those things. So I think the whole conversation has to change. And it's just so interesting that young boys are not programmed the same way. It's not, they've they've never been told you have to be handsome to get, you know, but to be fair, they're told that they have to be strong. And I think that's a bad thing as well, because I, you know, even with my husband recently, I said to him, like, I, I've like seen you cry three times within 13 years. Like they just, mm-hmm. men aren't taught yeah. to show emotion. And right. then I think that that becomes an issue down the line because to show weakness is mm-hmm. failure. And so I think what we, what we have to teach young girls is that it's not about just your looks. And what we have, have to teach young boys is that emotion is okay. Yeah. And being sensitive is okay because- they do. They bottle it all up, and and who's you don't hear a lot of women serial killers. You don't. Yeah. I mean, you That's don't true. because <laughs> it's not about like we we cry and eat some chocolate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, and I think not too, that, will, that will also help the conversation with young girls because if men can freely express themselves, of course, then they're not putting that on women to be you know this way or look perfect and like look and you know take their pain and their frustrations out on us. You know, so it's like, it's all a cycle, you know, it is. Yeah. We have, I think we have some interesting, uh, years ahead, you know, there's so much changing socially and culturally. And I feel like life is so different now. And there's so many different ways to navigate any one of these big topics. And we're kind of in the middle of it all right now. So, you know, the generations coming up, it's going to be so interesting what life is like for them. And Mm -hmm. I think things hopefully will be quite different. I'm not saying there won't be their own issues, but I think some of these things that have 
been a struggle for many of us for so long, yeah. I, I do see changing with, with mm-hmm. future generations. I see different emphasis. I see different way of perceiving other people and treating other people. Um, and that actually makes me really hopeful and, and, mm-hmm. and really excited. Yeah. Um, Roxy and I get really bad PMS. <laughs> um, can you, cause you're an acupuncturist, you said, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So can you help us like <laughs> yeah. not be such bitches to our husband just before we get our periods? I mean, because acupuncture is so good for PMS. Like best. I know, but we haven't been able to, we've been quarantined no. and we've been yelling at everyone around us, which is no, no one but our husbands. Yeah. There's yeah. some like healing things that you can tell us to do to like help yeah, Roxy's us. Like, I need of. to heal yeah. myself. I need to heal myself. <laughs> And yeah. like not- well, yoga. I'm always a huge fan of yoga. Yes, yeah. but I stopped in quarantine. Um, yeah, I love like check out Boho Beautiful on YouTube. She's so good, and she's got so many different, you know, yoga classes, different lengths. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's teas for that. Yogi teas, like they make some. Okay. Um, I'm a big fan of holy basil just for yes. stress. Um, yes. So take your holy basil or take your ashwagandha. I find that people usually you respond better to one over the other. I personally am a holy basil person. I feel high so, with holy basil because I used to chew it. You? You used to put, like, you chew it and then after a few seconds, you're like, whoa. That's oh, so maybe that. I should try that. <laughs> that might not be your, I mean, oh, I don't know if you want <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, is it like weed? Like, no, I know. It's I'm like, different. Hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, I did not have that experience with it. I'm like, sounds kind of nice. But yeah, I don't right. know. <laughs> to me, it just, like, makes me be able to take a breath before I react or just, you know, it, it really yeah. regulates cortisol. So that kind of fight or flight feeling. That's a good one. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. And ashwagandha. Ashwagandha. Yeah. Those are like okay. two of my favorite herbs. Um, huge fan of lemon balm too, by the way. And that's such a okay. good one right now because it's an antiviral. But um, that one is really good for stress and like anxiety. So mm-hmm. um, Roxy's on the computer right now. Like, <laughs> click, 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 click. She just bought a whole thing. Okay, yeah, lemon, like, lemon okay, balm click. might be like the herb of the moment with everything going on. Like yeah. take the lemon balm. <laughs> so are there things we can do at home? Like, um, I don't know if you do acupressure also. Mm-hmm. Like, are there points and things that we can do at home to like give ourselves like a quick yeah. moment? Yeah, you can. Um, I mean, so like in the web between uh-huh. your pointer finger and your thumb, like mm-hmm. that's a really dominant acupuncture right point. If you actually press, okay. there's going to be a point that's very sensitive when you, okay. when you press. Okay. That's a good one. And I actually have a really bad headache right now. So that's a good one for a headache. <laughs> but really uh-huh. that like will help kind of just move the energy in the whole body, sort of like regulate the energy, make sure everything's flowing. So that's just a good one. And you could be sitting there anywhere and pressing that. Um, kind of like a Kegel, kind of like a Kegel. Exactly. You can do all your exercises at once. (laughs) The other thing you can do is get like an ear seed, which you can, or it's like a little bit on it and stick it in Shen Men in your ear, which is really kind of for a while. Do they work? Your ear. It really does. And then what you do there is you press it. So that seed is pressing that point. And you could look this up online because Shen Men is, is, it's a heart point in your ear. It's such a, a popular one. But mm-hmm. the idea is when you're pressing that seed, you're stimulating that point. And, you know, there are models of acupuncture where you treat everything just using the ear. So, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's probably the only point that's really accessible to you <laughs> to do yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's, that's, that's stress, you know, that's okay. calming. Yeah. You know, What's that, the best thing for ang- like anxiety? Anxiety. In the moment? Oh, yeah. Like if you're really anxious about something in the moment, what's something quick you can do? Uh, I mean, I do find that holy, holy basil works pretty quickly. Really helps. Yeah. Um, why I, tell, I take L-theanine. Have you heard of it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's I actually know. really helpful for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's I think that's a good thing. And some of it, there's so many options out there, which I think is overwhelming to people. Mm-hmm. 
and we all respond differently. That's the hard mm-hmm. thing. So it's like, I have my right. favorites. And I, so I tell people like, like holy basil and ashwagandha is a good example. I personally love ashwagandha, but I don't, re- I don't notice it that much. Whereas I take holy basil and it's immediate. And then there's people, right. but to the immediate anxiety, um, mm-hmm. do you ladies know, do you know, Bach flower remedies, uh, rescue mm-hmm. remedy? Yes. Rescue. Really, yeah. Okay. When yeah, I got that, married, I took the whole bottle of rescue and I was like, <laughs> so, I'm walking down the aisle like this. Like my husband's crying. He's, the, the, the one of the three times he's cried, it was when I was walking down the aisle. And he was like, ah. And, and I'm like so, so out of it with rescue. I was just like, oh, we're getting You're married. like doing the Miss America way yeah. to everybody. And I, even thought, I even thought like I should probably cry because these pictures are going to be of me going, like, I'm good. <laughs> We're like, I'm, I'm good. good. And he was like, ah. But I was like really <laughs> chilled out. I, mean, <laughs> I took the whole bottle. <laughs> yeah, you saw, yeah, the flower remedies so are funny. really safe. You know, they're, they're really safe. Are they safe companies. for pregnant people too to take? Yeah, I mean, you should always check with your healthcare provider. But it's one of the things I yeah. love about homeopathics or flower essences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you really test those things, it's going to show there's nothing in it. Um, uh-huh. and yet they have such a strong, especially, especially on anything emotional. Okay. They have such a strong impact on that. So usually people are using them for emotional things, but rescue remedy has kind of become a cult following, you know, yeah. not even just in the holistic world, really in mainstream, you can find it at the stores. You wouldn't expect to find it because, oh. um, it, it really is safe and popular and we all seem to be stressed and anxious. Oh I'd say yes. these days, but I mean, it's kind of a modern thing. Everyone's looking to take their stress level you know, down a notch. So that's something that is, is safe. Um, and I think they actually even have kids versions. It's just mm-hmm. a lower dose. Okay. Okay. Let's go to now. Before we let Chrissy go, should we do a never have I ever? Yes, we oh, should. God. Never Ooh. have I ever. Your publicists are like, uh, we should be listening for this. I always forget this. Um, what am I, if I have, if I have done it, what am I supposed to do? Never have. So you would say, I have, right? I have. Yeah. And then, or I have never. Okay. 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 I never have I ever. This is so bad. You're going to say no and because you have to. Um, never have I ever slept with a guy to try to get pregnant. <gasps> Ooh. I know Roxy has, but with her husband. Like, well, you know, he, he, she was like, oh, I'm, I, I'm on my period. And he's like, sure. I'm like, how do you not know that? But sure. <laughs> I mean, can I say like I wait? I kind of have. I mean, this okay. might yeah, not be like do, did you say like oh, you know, okay. like let's just have sex, but then you know, see what happens. I mean, Ooh. I can say like prior to the show in my recent years of dating, I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I maybe played a little Russian roulette because I was hundred percent fine with the result. Oh, yeah, right, right. You're like, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, I was like, I remember oh. when I tried to get pregnant with my husband, I called him home from a meeting, and I was like, you have to come home. He's like, I'm in a meeting with like 20 people. I'm like, you have to have sex with me right now, and we got pregnant. So I'm glad that I did that. Yeah. So did, didn't work in the past. But <laughs> I okay. guess I have to say I have. Okay. I got a good one. Never have I ever imagined what Brad Womack would be like as a dad to my kids, to my kids. Okay. (laughs) I definitely haven't. You're like a hundred percent. No. Cute kids though. Would be cute kids. Yeah. You would have cute kids for sure. Okay. I don't know now. Never have I ever. Tried to get back with an ex 
because I knew he would be a good dad, <gasps> but I didn't really Ooh. like him that much as like a relationship person. Okay. Well, say I haven't. <laughs> okay. But um, prior to the show, I did have those discussions about co-parenting with with an ex that I yeah. Oh, okay. I think so I did, you did revisit. He was on board. He was. I revisited. Oh, I revisited. Okay. So okay. I ha- I'll go with the. I have it. sort of maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I gotcha. Oh. I gotcha. My, I'm making my own rules for the game. Like the, the, the team is like You're making ish. your PC have rules. It. We get it. We get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Never have I ever hooked up with more than one guy on the show in the same day from labor of love. Mm-hmm. Hooked, up. And hooked up could be like mm-hmm. kissed, right? Kiss. Could be kissed. Yes. Yeah. That's like an Ooh. average Friday night when I was 21. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a That's little a more. good question. No. <laughs> like, how have, many did I kiss? I haven't. Yeah. Have no. it. So, okay. So the way, the way filming is like those dates are filmed on separate days. Okay. Okay. So yeah, never have I ever <laughs> been on labor of love and I thought someone was going to be a really good kisser and they kissed and it was just oh, terrible. <laughs> yes, of course. We all have. We uh, all have. Right. We all have. Uh-huh. I have. Yeah. But I, I was with someone him. who's very famous. <laughs> I was with someone who's very famous once. Like I made out with him, like really famous. And it was the worst. <laughs> Wait, is it the who I'm thinking of? Who you told Quiet me about Roxy. before? <laughs> this is the worst sexual chemistry. It was the worst kiss I've ever had. And I kind of want to tell everyone because I'm like, that guy's really famous and he makes a lot of money. It's <laughs> really bad. You could use some of it for kissing lessons. You know, it's funny because I think, right? you know, kissing is such a chemistry thing, right? Mm-hmm. O- over anything. So if you don't have chemistry with someone, like you're going to find out real quick if you kiss them. But but I have kissed guys where I'm like, you know, they're my age. I'm like, how have you made it this far? And that's how you kiss. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, is it how's, me? Yeah, how's no one told you? Like, this has worked for you for four years. Also, like, guys who are bad in bed. I'm like, how's a, how, yeah, I'm mad at the is, woman. I'm actually like, mad at the woman. I'm not mad yeah, at like the no guy. I'm like, yeah, how has no, no one said this is a terrible nah. job? Like, you're doing a bad job. Yeah. You've not been corrected <laughs> along the way. This is not yeah. how it works. I mean, it's like, we would never know, right? Because it's like, what's it, what's it like with other women? I don't know. Is it a chemistry thing? I mean, uh. how could things be that different? But I think we've all had those experiences where, where we're just like, what? Yeah, How is yeah. this possible? You know, How, right? Is it me? Like, it's almost like the better. It's almost like the more good looking the guy, the less he has to work at it. Uh, yeah. You know, I hate to say it, but yeah. I, I think there's some truth to that. You know, I um, yeah. When you have everything handed yeah. to you, right? It's easy. Ones good and bad yeah. are the ones that never got any any girls, and mm-hmm. they're like worked so hard. Yeah. <laughs> they like, really okay. try. They yeah. can really try. Well, I mean, <laughs> really it's like, you know what? There's like a good thing to. It's a good way to determine because the truth is, is like. A selfish lover is not a good lover, right? Uh, and if someone's selfish gone. in their actual life, mm, right, it spills nice. over. Yeah. I think we know what's going to happen there, ladies. <laughs> a selfish lover for me because I'm, true. I'm, I, I'm out yeah. within oh. the first date. Yeah. Well, you yeah, can so tell. You can tell, right? Yeah. You can. I think in both mm-hmm. ways, too. Maybe someone who's more generous in, in that way. Yeah. Like, chances are that's how they, they treat you in life. That's how they treat, treat people in life. Um, you know, I don't think it's coincidental. I don't think there's any coincidence between in the bedroom and out of the bedroom. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, okay. Universal I'm gonna truth, go with, I, you're going to plead the fifth to this Ro- one. This I is know. the last one, Roxy. Okay. So you better make it as good as you've got. Never oh, have gosh, I. I feel stressed. I know. You're sweating. Take I do, your right? holy basil. <laughs> I do. Where's my holy basil? <laughs> 
Where's your ashwagandha and your holy basil? Wait, and your, me, your, your ears. I gotta get an acupuncture <laughs> point there. Go like this. Go like yeah. this. She's like pushing her ears really hard. Never have I ever been pregnant. <gasps> oh. Ooh. I mean, that's not going to tell us. Contractual obligations, ladies. Yes, yes, they, they yes. Trump the never have I ever been, unfortunately. <laughs> Oh, because you're asking she's not pregnant. Now. Yeah, uh-huh. I got it. I got Never it. I was like, oh, pregnant. we can talk about miscarriage, but I got what you're doing. Uh-huh, I saw what you were doing uh-huh. there. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. <laughs> but it's a valiant yeah. effort. It's a valiant effort. Uh, right. I mean, you I've never try. been asked that question in this way in a never uh, have I ever game. I have to yeah, know. It's kind and of not, a and it was a good yeah. effort. <laughs> the only better effort is if we had you attached to a lie detector test. Yes, 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 yes. This is what I we know. forgot. And I'm the worst. Like, I think I could be telling the truth and I would still fail. I know. I that's why I'm anxious. like, it's just testing. Yeah. Like, are you anxious or not? And I like get all stressed out if I, you know, <laughs> I, know, I, out. <laughs> I know this sweating. is your, this is your last opportunity to give us a bump shot. If you want to Christy, if you want, <laughs> we're not even we're putting it out next week. We're probably putting it out when you though. announce anyway. <laughs> Well, you don't have uh, so a chipmunk cheek, so the jury's out. Yeah, I know. I know. You look great. But you that look does gorgeous. Come, that, that, well, yeah. that's probably halfway through. You know what I mean, Roxy? Because oh, like when yeah. you hit like eight months. And her hair does look really full and luscious, yeah. doesn't it? When you hit eight months, your uh-huh, nose gets uh-huh. really squashed. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so many things. So many things. The bad skin. No pressure, right? They're like, we're going to air fall down. Okay, we're going to air the show in the middle of a pandemic and everything that I've been going through. I mean, hormones are no joke. You know, I'm like, don't worry. All the things. Just know that all the mom bods are the same. We're in the same situation. We can all flap in the wind together. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, I looked down, I looked down at my boobs. I was like, how did they get so far down? <laughs> it also bra, doesn't help. Please. It also doesn't help that I haven't been wearing a bra in quarantine. Oh, I know. It's you're just I'm I just know. so lazy It's going to be quarantine sag. We're going to call oh, it the quarantine sag. The quarantine sag. The quarantine I mean, sag. Returning to the real world is going to be rough I for know. us. I mean, <laughs> But it's been pants? a lot of liberating moments in quarantine. Which reminds me, I'm going boxing in about five minutes. So I'm going oh, to beat that boxing bag. I know. It's kind of weird, though, because we're at a distance. <laughs> it's like I'm like, oh, you're yeah. like really trying to get the bag. You know what, though? I have to say, like, I'm so oh. impressed by, I mean, humans are so adaptable. You know, I mm. think this has just been a few months and it seemed like longer. But I think of the way everyone and businesses and, you know, even just socially, like we've adapted and, Mm -hmm. you know, we've never seen anything like this before. And I I think that's really actually impressive to me in the moments, like when I get really down, like it does, it does make me hopeful and I'm really proud of people like that, you know, and how quickly really changes were made to try to continue on with life. Um, Mm -hmm. Lessons and it's a season and, you know, what, what we learn now will never be the same again. So no, mm-hmm. it'll sure. be for the better. Right. Yeah, hopefully in good ways too. Right. But thank good you, Christy, too. so yes, much. Thank you. And you so can find us. I'm not going to get this wrong this time, Roxy. <laughs> you can find first, us on first, Women on Top Official on yes. Instagram. <laughs> and Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. And Christy, where can we find you and tell us when we can watch the show and all the good stuff? Okay. So a uh, show is airing Thursday nights on Fox. Mm-hmm. It's 9, 8 central. If you missed any episodes, you can catch us on Fox Now or Hulu. And I think you're not going to want to miss the end of this whole journey. Oh, and social media. Do you have social media? 
I do. She's like, no, I have no social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you can find the show on Labor of Love. Like, what is social media? <laughs> I mean, you guys, it's no joke. I'm not like the social media queen. So it's like I'm learning so much along the way. Uh, but you can follow me on my account, Christy Katzman. So it's just mm-hmm. my name. Um, and the show also has a handle, Labor of Love Fox. So you can follow the show there too. Very cool. And I am Tam and Sirsa. <gasps> and I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women. Women. On top. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.